That means that nobody who ends up in the eternal flames, no one who ends up in eternal damnation, not one of those people did Christ lose. They got there because they were never his. They got there because they were already dead, like Lazarus was, but, but he did not go and wake them from the dead. His salvation was sufficient to save every single man without exception, but it was only efficient in saving all that he came to die for. Christ did not die to make to to render salvation sufficient or provisional he died to actually save not provisionally save and i hope that makes sense now somebody's asking the question does he hate people well, look at it this way. Paul says this. And I'm going to finish here about God hating people. Paul says in Romans 9, 6, it is not that the word of God has taken no effect. For they are not all Israel who are of Israel. What Paul is dealing with is the idea that all of Israel are supposed to be saved. But Paul is arguing that the, he's arguing yes and no, meaning that yes, all Israel will be saved, but no, all Israel will not be saved, meaning this, no, all of the physical Israel the national Israel, all of them will not be saved. But all of the actual Israel who really are Israel, every one of them will be saved. God's church, Christ's church, that is the actual, spiritual, and real Israel. Israel means people that have power or that prevail with God. So Paul says, so just because there are those who are in Israel, the nation of Israel, who aren't saved, doesn't mean that the word of God has taken no effect. This is what he says in verse six. And then he says, nor are they all children because they are the seed of Abraham. In other words, just because you are the seed of Abraham doesn't make you one of God's children. Romans 9, 7. But in Isaac, your seed shall be called. That is, those who are the children of the flesh. These are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted as seed. So bear with me because I'm going to get to this part here. For this is the word of promise. At this time, I will come and Sarah will have a son. And not only this, but Rebecca also had conceived by one man 
even by our father Isaac, for the children not yet being born, nor having done anything good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls. It was said to Rebekah, the older will serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. There you go. Psalm 7, Psalm 11, Proverbs 16, we are told in many places that there are those whom God hates. In fact, you couldn't know love, the love of God, without knowing God's hatred. You cannot understand how dark darkness is without the light of life shining his rays upon you. Does God hate? Yes. But when God hates, it is absolute and it is perfect. He knows who's who because he is the one who determined it. He's the one who determined it. God created the angels and a third of them fell, including Satan. You think God loves Satan? No. You think God loves Judas? No. Do you think that God loved Cain or Goliath or Shimei or Saul? Like Pop says here, we all deserve hell. And Jesus said in John chapter 3, he goes, yeah, he said in 16, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. But he also says further down, what most people forget, those who do not embrace Christ, they're condemned already. They're dead already. But all of us, the mass of, hum of humankind, we are the earth is one big giant cemetery full of dead men's bones. Dead souls. So if God decides to walk in the earth amongst this vast cemetery of dead souls and chooses to wake some from the dead, he walks through, wake up, wake up, Joshua, wake up, Pops, wake up, T-Rex, wake up, Fred Jackson, wake up. He's not bothering the dead. The dead don't complain. They're not jealous. They're not upset. They're not angry because they're dead. But those of us who believe, we believe because he, for whatever reason, in himself, chose to wake us from our dead state. He chose to command life in us. 
And once you're born again, you cannot be unborn. That is an impossibility. You cannot be unborn. So Christians, sometimes you, you start talking about things and you desperately want to make people understand and see the things you see and to feel what the truth of God's word has made you feel like. You wish you could bottle that up and put it into something and give it away to everybody. We have to continue more so than ever to encourage one another in the faith and to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, Christians, I want you to think on these things, if you will, and I'm hoping and trusting that God will give you grace and mercy and show you his truth. Um, even if I'm wrong on certain things, I hope he will show you the truth as well as me too. So may God bless you all and may you all have a great night. Be provoked and be persuaded.